Welcome to the Multitask. This is John Moore. It's your boy Fadi. What's going on, guys? So guess what I did this week? I'm sure a couple of things, but go on. <laughs> got my co- got my first COVID shot. Oh yeah, how was that? How got, 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 uh, well, first of all, I'm I've never been happier to be over to be obese. I'm you know I'm and technically because my BMI unfortunately right now is 39. I think that makes me morbidly obese. People say <laughs> I, I don't think look it because you're short. But <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, with well, that being said, though. What that did was it made me eligible for my COVID shot. Yeah. So, um, and that was, I got it on Wednesday and it was kind of weird because first of all, just so you know, I, I think I told you, I didn't, I didn't even know that Walgreens was putting out a new uh, requirements. I just have gotten into the habit of everyday checking um, on, you know, set, signing up. So I woke up Tuesday morning and I did, went through the motions, ready to get rejected and I got in. And then, like, every time I went in, I'm like, okay, should I be here? And I looked, it says, if you're obese, if you're asthmatic, or di- you can get it. I booked it. And what was so funny was I called my sister and my brother afterwards and told them to book. They couldn't get in. And it turns out that even though I did it on my own without any kind of prompting, at the time I was doing it, that's when Walgreens had actually made the public announcement mm-hmm. that that they were opening up their new things and their website crashed. So I did not get a uh, confirmation of the of of my appointment till three or four hours later. So I was walking around the first part of the morning, uh, wondering and worrying whether or not I even got in. And then what's funny is I still didn't believe that I got one. And so I purposely did nothing on social media. I told my girlfriend, I told my mother, but I didn't tell anybody because what I didn't want to do was jinx it. Yeah. So literally, I, even as I'm leaving, I, I, I'm leaving the house and I get to the, I get to Walgreens and until that thing was in my arm, because they also took forever. That, that's a long story. But the one the reason why it, it goes right into our show, we're going to talk about oh, Which one did you end again? I got Pfizer. Nice. I got Pfizer. No side effects other than the fact that my upper arm was a lot was a lot sore than I thought for a long period of time. I don't ever recall um, a flu vaccine being sore that long, so I don't know. When I got what my flu vaccine this year, my arm was sore for like twenty four hours. Like I yeah, wouldn't say wow. severely, but more than I can remember. Wow! Wow! But, well, I mean, like I said, I don't know shot, what, what... That's what they expect. The second shot's the one who's supposed to knock you down a little bit. So. Right, right. And my, my cousin, I know when she got one, her second shot a long time ago, she had fever. But both of my parents in their 80s, and they had no side effects from both good, shots. Yeah, good. So, so I don't know. And, they, and you know, my dad has definitely got a, a lot of health challenges, and so I was definitely prepared for him not to be in good shape. But, you know, the thing is, for me, think about it. Wednesday was, for many of us, that was a year. Right. Yeah. When it, when think about when things started shutting down. Think about when everything started falling apart last year. It was what, would you say between the tenth and the fifteenth or the tenth and the nineteenth was when the, I think the moment people point to is the Rudy Gobert NBA incident, and that was March eleven. So I think generally right, speaking, right. March eleven is like the anniversary of everything kind of all right, right. this is over, it's done, yeah. yeah. And that's when Tom Hanks told us he had, yeah, he yeah, had COVID. Exactly, yeah. Um but uh, so it was weird because that was the day COVID relief passed mm-hmm. as well. And the reason why I think that was just so significant is this is the first time, you know, now, now knowing that both of my parents are vaccinated, uh, they still have to go there two weeks so that they are fully, you know, the, 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 the immunity works. But I just thought it was kind of really cool that I got my shot a year, mm-hmm. almost a year to the day from when things shut down. And, I think we all got to a particular space where we're, and I'm not sure I'll, you know where, where you are, but where, where, where we are now used to this new normal, but it was like a huge weight lift off to my, lifted off my shoulders. And I mean, some people got emotional. I didn't get emotional, but I was surprised at how, I mean, I literally almost skipped home. I mean, that's, that's what it felt like. So uh, are, are, you, are you, have you started trying to search and are, have you, gotten a shot or what's going on from, with you? from what i understand the same reasoning that you were uh, eligible i guess i would be eligible the reason i haven't um fully gone through is look i don't want to fall on a sword and say that there's other people who uh, need it more than i do but i've been home for a year I, I don't go anywhere i've been lucky enough to work from home and um i, I live with my mom who doesn't leave 
I live with my sister who is a healthcare worker, but she's fully vaccinated. So it's like, there's a shortage right now from what I understand. And I, I don't want to bog up the line just yet. And, and from what I knew what Biden was going to say about May 1st, and I knew what Lightfoot and, and, and JB were saying, like April, May is where the floodgates are kind of going to open. And so I, I just thought I was close enough to her. I'm like, there's still people with 65 and older who are trying to get eligible and try to get uh, vaccinated. So I just kind of wanted to step back because I'm fortunate enough to stay home. But um, it, it's look, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to all kind of go through that process. So I'm excited. Right. Well, what's funny is, um, you know, I, I've kind of felt the same way, but the reality is, is I, I, for work reasons, I can pretty much work from home, but then I work for a member of Congress but you're, as well, you're moving so. and shaking. Like I, I literally, when I say yeah. I literally haven't left the house, I don't. I don't. I, I right. start my car right. and I go back inside and I turn off my car. And sit. <laughs> but uh, but you know what? One of the things about that is, um, I've noticed that the private providers, whether it's hospitals or in this case retail and Walgreens, I think they're a little bit more lenient than the county and the city. I you know I registered with the county as well, and when I go into the county website. I'm in one C and one C's not moving, right? right? But you know, um, but then now you know within Walgreens, Walgreens just expanded. So I do think that providers and um, private, you know, they they have a little bit more leniency. And um, from, from, we'll see. I'll you know? say this: from what I've, I know a couple of people in the healthcare industry. I also know a couple of people who got shots who probably weren't eligible. Uh, from what I'm hearing is like, if you end up getting an appointment, they're just not going to turn you away. If you show up and they know right. you're not eligible, they're just not going to, they're not going to turn you away. They're just going to, they're going to jab your arm and they're going to walk away. So I guess right. well, it's just one of those situations. Well, it was funny. I mean, to that point, yeah, I'm obese. I hate to admit I'm obese because I have a 39 BMI and it's 30 is the, is the, is the breaking point. But the reality is, is that there was no, I didn't have to prove any paperwork. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just, you just checked that box. I didn't have to come in and like jump on a scale and they go, well, sir, you know, <laughs> it was, it, but let's talk about COVID relief. Mm -hmm. It passed. Yeah. It passed the house. We knew what happened last weekend. It came to the house. How did you feel when COVID relief passed? You know, I, I felt like it was um, a, probably more of a fight than I wanted it to be from, from our side and from their side. But something I keep reading about was how it's probably the most progressive, expansive bill in the history of the country. And granted, we're facing a crisis that's something we haven't faced in 100 years. But, you know, I thought the, the Recovery Act in 2009 was expansive and progressive, but they're saying this is like crushing that. So I, I began to understand how big of a scale this was. And I think we're not going to really feel that to a year from now, two years from now, how much this bill is going to help us. It's going to help us in the immediate. I know some people who got st stimmies already, as we're calling them. Um, but it, I, I talked to people who's oh, this is going to cut the child poverty by half. And that's going to be just, I think, decades worth of, of, of effect that we're going to feel from this bill. So I was just excited. Well, and I just wanted to congr congrats to Biden and, and Kamala for getting it done. But see, this is one of the reasons why, and I can tell you I didn't know, but I knew. I didn't know all of the meat in the bill. Right. But this is one of those reasons why when we don't see the argument about minimum wage in the way we want it to end, when we don't see it, when, when it's the whole argument between 2000 versus $1,400 mm -hmm. more, some of that stuff is just noise. Yeah. Because, because... Because you know, and and let's just be honest, the far left zeroed in on zeroed in on the fourteen thousand. I mean, fourteen hundred versus two thousand. Zeroed in on fifteen dollar minimum wage, which are important, which we need to fix. But they were make or break. Oh, you're selling us out. You're not selling yeah. us out. And in the meantime, they pushed a bunch of stuff out there. And and think about it for 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 working mothers, for even anyone with kids, these child tax credits. That is in many ways. Your $15 an hour minimum wage. Now, granted, it does not make $15 an hour minimum wage. But what I'm saying is that um, I think that oftentimes, especially in the social media space, especially with people who are not policy wonks, and I admit I'm not a policy wonk, but with, with, with people who are not policy wonks and who haven't even really read the full bill or whatever, having such passionate arguments about stuff that is important, but it doesn't, you know, 
I guess my question to you is, how did you react to the fact that we heard all the things that people were unhappy about, but at the end of the day, it was a badass bill, right? What do you think about that? Now now that we're on, on the other yeah. side of it, what is your reaction? I, I think that, I think two things. I think that crowd that's always going to be critical, I think they serve a purpose, right? Is the it, There's people who, I always consider people in the game that, that might not be on the core, but are going to push the other players, right? And, and I think that's what the far left did, right? They pushed and pushed and pushed. Biden tried, and he ultimately didn't get the $15 minimum wage, but he also knew that that was gravy, right? So I think those people who are pushing serve a purpose in that. If they keep us honest and they keep us going, then I think it's fine, right? Who Other person who put it into perspective was AOC, who I don't know if you saw when, as soon as Biden signed the bill, she went on Instagram Live and was talking about it, uh, which is stuff that she does good. But um, people were criticizing her, actually, because she was um, saying, look what we did. Look what's in this bill. And, and then she was on IG talking about specific things to bill and how it's going to help. And people were saying, you were critical about the $2,000 checks. You said that this has to be $2,000 checks. You promised people $2,000 checks. Now you're on Instagram taking credit for the bill. And I guess she put it into perspective for me because it's so expansive and it's so progressive that people are going to now want credit for it. So that's what made me feel um, okay about the $15 minimum wage and the $2,000 checks because we did something that's probably never been done before and, and we have to just take credit. This is something that Democrats don't do. I, I read something online where it's like, Democrats just passed the most expansive progressive bill in 100 years and everybody's acting like we lost. So look, sometimes a win is a win. This is a huge win. And we just have to do what exactly what Biden is doing, right? Is not taking a victory lap on COVID, but taking a victory lap and saying, hey, we said if you elect us, this is coming. We promised it. It came. And he's doing a little victory lap for that. So I'm, 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 I'm glad he's doing that. But that's what we do as Democrats. Yeah, we get you done. Oh, yeah. oh but let's, let's just be honest. And I'm even going to go back to uh, the 90s. Bill Clinton and Barack Obama were two badass presidents. Yeah. And in especially Clinton, um, there's so much that they look at negative about him. And I'm talking about Democrats, yeah. the, the far left, that they don't ever really appreciate what type of a good president he was. Mm -hmm. And they do the same thing with Obama. Obama gave us the Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act was one amazing piece of legislation. And it moved the ball. And all that we did on the left was we complained about what it didn't do. Yeah. As opposed to figuring out if 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 a Republican did the equivalent of what Obama did for Democrats with the Affordable Care Act, that Republican would be on Mount Rushmore yeah. right now. You ever notice that Republicans will take the the most menial, not the greatest success? Remember, they had that big pep rally at the White House when they were almost going to repeal Obamacare, yeah. right? Um, and they didn't. They failed in that effort, yet they still had the big victory lap. Whereas we are actually doing stuff that should, we should be able to spike the ball about, yeah. and we're afraid to spike the ball. Mm -hmm. And then, because we don't spike the ball, I guarantee you a lot of the people who are celebrating right now are going to be hypercritical within two weeks about what it didn't do. Yeah. You and I both know that when we get, when, 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 the, when the minimum wage conversation comes back in a couple of weeks... We're gonna hear well they could have done it in the stimulus yeah. bill, you know, and and so I think as we and we've talked about this in a in a different format, but the difference between Republican and Democrats, we gotta do a better job cheerleading when we kick ass. Yeah, and 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 I think that that's one of the things that you know realistically, I think we're in a great position going into twenty twenty two. But part of it is we got to take credit for and celebrate and big up whenever we do stuff like we just did this past week. And I think that's what Biden's doing. I don't know if you know that he's going on a little, uh, which, by the way, I read about this when, when Ronald Klain was chosen as the chief of staff. I read about him prior to all this. I, I don't remember this because I wasn't as involved, but when we passed the Recovery Act, they sent Biden across the country. It, the same thing that he's doing now, a kind of a victory lap to, that we passed the Recovery Act. So this is kind of that playbook. Is that same playbook they passed the historic bill, Kamala, and I know that um, the the spouses, right, the, the whole team is going out to different states, and I think it's ten total states where they're going to try to um, um, take a victory lap. I will also say that 
Democrats also are more uh, public servants than the Republicans are, right? Biden didn't delay the checks to write his name on, which Trump did. Trump earned political points for that. People remember that 100% that when you get a check that's for $1,200 or for $600 and it says Trump's name on it, people voted for him for sure because of that. Biden's just like, they need it. Let's just take this. Let's just take this win and just move on. So I, I, I do see your point about spiking the ball. I also just think like, there's a lot of people who are suffering and a lot of people who have died. And sometimes it's just like, let's just get it done and let's move on. And that's exactly what Biden did. Right. Now, one of the things that's happened, and I think it was a senator from Mississippi, Roger Wicker, uh, who basically, you know, they got no Republican votes in either in, e- in either chamber and they're taken for credit. But you go back to 2009, you remember they did that yeah. back in 2009 where Obama got all the stimulus money and everything, and they would literally show up at the ribbon cuttings or, or the groundbreakings and stuff that Obama did that they didn't support. And Roger Wicker, uh, was, was it? Wasn't he celebrating uh, the funds for to help with restaurants? I think it was. Yeah, I think or, it was something, or something that, along those lines. Yeah, yeah. workers. Yeah. Rest, yeah. Right. Right. And 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 that's the Republican way. Mm-hmm. They had, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's if there's not others because. Look, this is going to do some great things, and the Democrats are going to fly into your town, and 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 they're going to cut that ribbon, and they're going to say, you know, because of the work we did, we're reopening this restaurant, or this particular store is going to stay open, or this community center is going to receive additional funds, and um, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the Republicans play that. Well, we already saw what happened, right? People, you know, what's crazy is what you just said made me think of. People credit Trump for saving the auto industry in Michigan when really it was the Recovery Act and, and the stimulus money that, that Obama put into it. And people are like, Trump single-handedly did more for the auto industry in this first year. And I'm just like, the auto industry would have been dead in Michigan if it wasn't for the Recovery Act. So I think they're going to totally run with it. And I think they're going to totally um, take credit for it down the line. We, But right now they're opposing it. They're saying 9% of the bill, blah, blah, blah and um, undocumented immigrants and people in jail and all that stuff that I, I see Senator Tom Cotton talking about it on Twitter. All of this stuff was in the Trump first two stimulus bills, but because it's Biden now, it's a bad thing. So they're just going to try to spend as much as they can. But people remember $1,400. People remember the child tax credits, and that's going to be the win. Right. And, you know, one of the things I just love to see that ad is uh, when the pe- when American people needed help, insert Democratic candidate A was there to help. Insert Republican candidate B was not there to help. I think the ads write themselves. I don't know. Uh, but I'll tell you, whoever's running like for, for senator in Texas has a lot of material to work with against Ted Cruz. I'll tell you that much. But 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 that but the, that seat's not up in twenty. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm remember, in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that seat's not up. But it's it's going to be you know. And didn't uh, Rick Scott in Florida? tell folks to reject the money or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that it was he tried to get was, his actual florida government to reject the money <laughs> why it's 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 just idiotic so uh you know obviously while he didn't spike the ball the president gave a prime time mm-hmm. address on uh thursday uh, and it felt good to have a president yeah. again <laughs> i mean there was a lot of empathy compassion understanding competence uh Stuff you would have never seen out of out of out of the last guy. Uh, it, it, I mean, it was, you know, during the Obama administration, I could very rarely watch moments like that without getting choked up. And uh, same with the Biden administration, yeah. and especially, I think Biden chokes me up more because more than Obama ever did, strictly because you know that this is literally a kid from Scranton. You know, he's what. I don't think Barack Obama spent as much of his life wanting to be president yeah. before he became president yeah. than Joe Biden did before he even ran for as, as Obama's vice president, yeah. right? So, I mean, one, it's a win for America, and it couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, plus the circumstances behind everything, right? He was had to campaign during an, a, a pandemic. He wasn't able to really reach the people as much as he really wanted to. A lot of things were virtual. And then he won. And he was declared to victory. And then Trump was like, nope. And so there was just this whole idea of, if you see the parlor people, they still don't think he's president. They, By the way, remember our conversation last week about QAnon and what's their next big... I saw some takes about Biden's speech. Like, 
is that Trump's voice and they're just manipulating it? Is he talking through Biden? I'm just like, guys, you got to give it up at some point. But look, Biden, he deserves it. And, and this is a moment for him to kind of pound his chest a little bit and say, hey, I'm here. I'm your president. I'm, I'm not going to just leave you out in the cold because you're Republican or whatever it is. And something I thought of was, um, Trump. remember Trump's inauguration where he said, only I could fix this. It's all on, you guys need me so much. And Biden's sitting here begging, I, we need you guys. We need your help. We need your help to fix this. And Trump's out there like, just trust me. I'll take care of everything. I, I'm the only one in the world who can fix this. So the, the contrast is stark. Right. Well, even if how Biden went ahead and talked about his optimism about mm-hmm. May 1st, yeah. making everybody eligible and about he believes that we can b- maybe have some modest for the July celebrations. Yeah. But he also said that if necessary, we'll pull back. Don't make me turn this and, car and, around. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and but 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 that's but that's what leadership is. Yeah. Right. It's it's it, and we, we've said this before is I respect and trust people who don't always give me good news, but give me honest mm-hmm. news more than someone who's always cheery, right? And 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 I think that's one of the things that is really, really different. But it goes back to where, where we kind of started out earlier is that, you know, when we the reason why everything was on Thursday because that was the year. that Now that was the year. Yeah. And it was just interesting watching, you know, seeing, I'm sure you, you saw videos of grandmothers hugging their children, grandchildren for the first time and, really emotional and then you get you know hear the stories about the people who've lost in the, the mm-hmm. long haulers um but I, and i think that we'll probably for a long time have these kind of emotional check-ins you know uh because think about it even you know some of the stuff especially late second quarter early third quarter that those annual traditions they may still not happen right so so think about like that big parade, maybe pride or something. We still got another wait another year on top of this. Mm-hmm. And when that comes back, then it's going to be another, you know, emotional, you know, checkpoint. So it's, it's, it's a really fascinating piece. And, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, what a time to be alive. Uh, it's, as I, as I was telling some folks, my, you know, I got two priorities one after my second shot and after my two weeks. First one is obviously to go see my girlfriend uh, or have her come here. Um, but the second one um, is, and it's something I could do immediately. Dude, I'm going to get on the train and go downtown. I go downtown a lot for work, but I'm in a car and I cannot wait. I, I, I'm a person who loves public transportation. Me too, yeah, so. me too. I, and, and, you know, especially now that I'm back in the burbs, that 45 minutes, and especially when you think about how busy I am, mm-hmm. I don't like driving because that's 45 minutes potentially where I can't return a text or an email. I can take calls, but I can't return a text or email or really be involved for, and that, and, and so if you think about a round trip, that's 90 minutes sometimes out of a work day that I, I can't be connected to a device. Yeah. You know, when you get on the train, you just on the train and you're, work, you're at work. So that's, I mean, what, I mean, this is a question I'm asking you when you finally get double vaccinated and you know you got your immunity what what, what what's your party what are you going to do uh after your after you've gotten both shots and 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 you've you've reached i think about uh, um, uh immunity. i haven't hugged or touched my mom in a year just gave her a kiss her, her birthday's tomorrow so it's like just one of those, those moments and my nieces my, my niece was born right before the pandemic and her basically she's turning two this summer but her whole life's been in the pandemic I see her, I, I haven't been able to pick her up and kiss her. And even though the, 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 the transmissible rate between kids is not that high, but I just, just always want to be safe. And I, we wear a mask around them and everything. So I think about them a lot because, um, you know, I have a first niece who we have so many pictures with and she's been every part of our house and she's been uh, seeing everybody. And we have the, the younger one who we don't have as many pictures with, and she hasn't met everyone because everyone's been home. So I think about those two things a lot. And going to like, going to a restaurant, I think eventually, like a little bit down the road, you know what I mean? But there's something about just going to a spot and just ordering food and just eating with friends that that, that makes you feel like, um, it makes you feel just like normal, if that makes sense. Well, I'll tell you one of the things, and um like I said, both of my parents are double vaccinated mm-hmm. now. And I think mom is now two weeks out. Dad's got another week before he's two weeks out. 
Um, and they're still, you know, double masking and everything else. But <clears throat> what's really interesting is even with the social distancing and every, you know, before vaccine with the social distancing and double mask, I think there's always this little seed of doubt in the back of your head, like, is this really working? Right. So what's funny is in many ways, our life hasn't changed outside of the house. However, you know now that in addition to staying six feet away from everybody else and being double masked, that you got one more, you know, weapon to, to fight it off. Them, right, right. And so, you know, it's, it's, I don't think I never, it's weird. I didn't necessarily have confidence because I, I believed in the science and I knew what you needed to do for social distancing, but it's great to just have one more layer. And you, 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 you notice that layer because, you know, I, put it this way. I, I read even, you know, you know that even after one shot, you've increased your immunity. Yes, yes. And, and, it's, and it's, so it's funny because I'm already like, um, I feel better about that, right? Again, I could still get it, but if I were to, I, I'm understanding is now if I were to get sick, I might probably get less sick. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be hospitalized, but it just feels good. So, yeah, wow. I, I so now to a podcast where um, this, asked, this question was asked, it's like, why do we still have to wear a mask when we have the vaccine? There was a lot of different answers, but one of the answers was, look, there has to be some reward for getting the vaccine. And that reward is the relief you feel knowing that you have this protection. And the way this epidemiologist put it was having the vaccine is like having three masks on and you're 10 feet apart combined. So imagine when you're vaccinated, you're still wearing masks and you are six feet apart. You should you should have that relief that I'm okay right now and I can enjoy this moment. So we should be able to walk around a little bit giddy, if that makes sense. Right, right. Uh, you know, one of the early rock stars, um, and he earned the admiration of a lot of people, of the COVID, of the pandemic, was the governor of New York. Mm -hmm. He's, he had a good year. While the rest of the country was having a bad year, he had a good year. Yeah. Now things are turning around for us all, and he's no longer having a good year. Uh, what's your take on what's going on the, in the great state of New York, the Empire State? There's too many takes here. The, the first take I will have is this just reminds me of Glass Houses. Um, he wrote, he, by the way, there's kind of three scandals here, right? We should talk about it. There's the, the sexual allegations from, I, I think it's up to six women now. Um, there's the, the, the nursing home scandal, which he hid numbers and it's proven on paperwork and emails that the numbers were, were, were not falsified, but hidden. And then there's this other, like not scandal, but kind of thing where he wrote a book about handling the pandemic while he was in the pandemic. Are you keeping up with this kind of third thing? So he wrote a book in the summer while we were in the thick of things, while people were still dying of how to successfully handle yourself during the pandemic. Look, if people don't know about Cuomo is if Biden didn't win in 2020, a lot of people thought Cuomo was a front runner in 2024. And he was the, the main guy who kind of went against Trump during, during this kind of year. And so it's interesting. It, it, one thing I'm looking forward to just from a political nerd is how much can he withstand without this is post Trump now, right? We're in a post Trump era. Trump withstood the most controversial things in the history of politics in this country. I'm wondering what that is like for Democrats because Republicans never call for the resignation of, of Republicans who mess up. And we've seen without Franken and different other Democrats that Democrats will step up and say he has to resign. We saw it this weekend that the entire basically New York delegation is basically asking him to resign. So just from a political nerd, I'm wondering post-Trump, what's it going to really take to to kind of end it, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Right. Well, I, I, I think there's multiple layers, right? Um, and I think one of the things that you kind of end it with is kind of what I'm going to lead with. Um I think that in many ways, Cuomo has every right to defend himself mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, innocent until proven guilty type of BS. However, the reality is, is that as Democrats, we have a different DNA. Um, believe the woman. Um, and it might be easy, you know, because don't forget, uh, they had that terror or whatever name that was coming after Biden. Yeah. But... The reality is, is that 
these all seem credible, unlike the way it came at Biden. And they're coming. And so I think that. And they're recent. Uh, I think the Biden one right. happened a long time ago. Right. And um, I think that uh, the, the governor of Gretchen Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, kind of said it best, where she thinks that he should be prepared to resign. Right. But he shouldn't resign until the investigation's over. Right. Um, and so I think here's the thing. I do think that we don't want another Al Franken situation. I think maybe we might have kicked Franken out too soon. Maybe. But I also think that there's nothing wrong with having a higher standard mm -hmm. than the Republicans. But we probably still have to figure out, well, well, how can someone serve their... If they feel that they're innocent and didn't do anything, um, but at the same time show that we respect women. Um, but it, it, it's tough. And, and I think the, the first thing is... I'm leaning towards that he needs to step down, and it, there's there's even a practical reason, right? And I think it was was it Schumer and Gillibrand's letter where they said that he's lost the confidence of his partners, and what's tough about losing confidence of your partners is even if you're innocent, uh, it's going to be hard to work with you, right? Um, he is a Cuomo. He's very successful, very rich. Um, I don't know if he needs to hold on to anything. Um, I also, the one thing, I, and I'm not going to even say this in his defense, um, always believe the women, always take the, ser the charges seriously. Um, how did this not come out when he was running against Cynthia Nixon? How, did, how you know, and, and the thing is, is, um, again, he needs to be held accountable. He mm -hmm. needs to, but I, I'm never, ever really comfortable with timing on some of this stuff, uh, especially if it's aged, yeah, right. That's not an that's not an an assessment or an analysis of how whether they're strong or not, right. And people come for it when they feel comfortable coming for it, yeah. right. And so this is not on the victims, but I've always had a little bit of most of the stuff. Am I right? Most of the stuff that happened, it happened recently. Mm -hmm. But not so recent that it's just coming out now. Yeah. I mean, wasn't most of it, what, about two, three years ago? Yeah, it's within that realm, um, yeah. And so um, that does not excuse anything. Yeah. But I will always, and, and I will have no problem if he's forced out, if he's resigned, if he's impeached. But I will always, in the back of my mind, wonder what was the trigger, Yeah. right? Was it, it may have been something as simple and innocent as one of the victims finally having enough courage to speak up feeling that it was time to own her own truth and tell her story and that opened the floodgates that could very well be the case but i just it's 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 you know it was don't forget it came right after the whole uh nursing home scandal blew up and he could possibly lose his job just on that alone yeah. but i i'm always curious that doesn't that that will not excuse what he has alleged to have done, especially if it's true, that does, you know, one of the things, and I work in a political space, and one of my friends I worked with um, said that, um, you know, we were going to drop some information on someone else that was not doing well. And someone said, well, won't it um, look bad if it comes out a certain way? And my friend said, no, how it came out is irrelevant because if it wasn't done in the first place, it would have never come out. Right. Yeah. Look, you said a lot of things that this is very layered and in depth. Something you said about the victims is 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 interesting. That sometimes it's just a matter of gaining the strength or you you go through the process enough internally where you want to speak out. But I will say that now that it's up to five or six, sometimes they're just waiting for the first one and then they feel the confidence enough to kind of uh, piggyback on it because it feels stronger within numbers. We're going to have to learn as a society how to um, first and foremost believe the women and then second, allow due process to happen. Um, look, if there's six, if it's six girls, it's like just very likely that this is all it's like I don't have a reason not to believe any of these women, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Five or six, it's like it's, it starts to become beyond a reasonable doubt. You know what I mean? And we're going to have to learn as a society how we have to deal with that, whether he steps down temporarily while the investigations happen. And then if everything clears, he could come back into power or if it's just like, 
resign, go through process. And if you're fine, then run again, whenever your term or your, your it's up. So we're going to have to learn as a society how to deal with that. But I totally agree with you. You have to believe women first. And especially because of um, who he is, right? It's interesting because he's not married, right? Right. He's, he's div- I think he's divorced from McKinney, if I'm not. But he says he's currently single, right? So it's like, right. It's interesting because we don't see that often. Somebody that high up the ladder who's who doesn't have a family that he goes home to every day. And like you said, it happened so recent that it didn't come out with the Nixon races because from what I understand, he was the governor and doing these things. So it's like that it might have just happened within that window after he won. Um, it's interesting. I, I wonder what it's going to take for because he seems like a, he's a New Yorker. So he seems like he's going to just try to withstand the storm. But it's hot, and like you said, that I honestly believe all, all respect to the to the to the six victims is the nursing home scandal. What was going to be so bad? You know what I mean? This is really bad, but the nursing home scandal was, alone was was going to be really bad. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if he could he, how long he can hold on to it. Well, nursing home scandal is always going to be bad, but it's never going to be as bad as the sex scandal. Because no, sex scandals are always very easy are so easy to understand. And people but care I will about tell it, you, or people want to pay attention right. to them more. Yeah. I will also tell you, though, that I would not be surprised, um, you know, we said it rather recent, I would not be surprised if they aren't as recent as we think. They There are recent incidents, but what I'm saying is, this sounds like a pattern of behavior that, I don't know how old he is, yeah, yeah. but, you know, but whatever his proclivities are, they didn't start two years ago no, or three no, no. years ago. This has probably been, and, 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 and what was the reason for the divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Um I would not be surprised if this was a pattern of behavior that has been a long stretch. It wasn't just something that, you know, just happened. I would certainly, right? I would certainly tend to believe that for sure. You know, it, it wasn't one of those, but, and, you know, real quick before we move on, I think the thing that's interesting there too is, you know, there's two Republicans in the, in the house right now who have been accused of some type of misconduct. That's our boy down there in the beats up trees in South Carolina, uh and um and dr ronnie jackson in in texas and um you know when and and going back to when he was actually uh the white house doctor and and taking ambien and doing all sorts of crazy things but that goes to show you that that is what it's like to be a democrat is that you we should not be afraid to call out our own and you know whether cuomo goes or not the reality is Democrats have gone ahead and said, we have to do something about this. This is unacceptable and we need to believe women. And and the Republicans are not doing anything yeah, with, yeah. with their two freaks. I totally agree with that. Who was um who was the AG who got in trouble over there in New York? <laughs> Elliot Spitzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was hiring prostitutes. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Franken, Spitzer, those guys might have survived in this climate based on their actions. So we're going to see what Cuomo, I'm just interested to see how Cuomo handles it post Trump era. Cause Trump had allegations of over 30 women, you know, and, and he withstood that, you know, here's an interesting question though. And I, and I, this is something I'm just going to throw out right now. What is our overall objective as a society? When this stuff happens, the justice for the victims, mm-hmm holding someone accountable. Mm-hmm. Do you think that men or anyone would be more willing to be held accountable if there wasn't a death sentence, if there was real punishment? And obviously we're not putting him to death, of course. But, you know, I'm talking about a, a career death sentence. Is is it, Do you think that, um, and I don't, I don't, and I, and I got pissed that Cuomo used the phrase "cancel culture." Yeah, right. Um, that's a Republican talking point. Shut up, shut up, Cuomo. But that being said, I've oftentimes wondered this with racism and everything else. Do we need to, especially if there's no criminal element? If there's a criminal element, that's you know, a that's story. a non-starter. But should do you think we might get more people to acknowledge their behavior? And and do something about their behavior and held accountable if it wasn't basically good versus evil. Where I, w- w- again, I don't want to I don't want to minimize victims. I don't want to let people off. 
But by the same token, this is behavior we want to stop. And how do we go ahead and get people to see the error of the ways? I think the way that you're coming at, that way that people came, are coming at Cuomo, the way that came at Franken, does it kind of allow that person to be so defiant in fighting it that they don't have to really truly accept responsibility for their actions or they're afraid to accept responsibility for their actions? I think the key there is going to be how you react to it. Um, Al Franken said, you guys are right. I was wrong. I'm going to resign and I'm going to go away and I'm going to learn and do better. And then now you see him pop up on certain shows and podcasts and, and he's starting to come back because I think if you go away and do the work, there's space there to improve. We saw the first allegation and Cuomo denied it. Then we saw the receipts and he's like, Oh, I kind of have a different story. It's like, oh, first you denied it and now you have a different story. Then the second allegation, third allegation. He's saying this is all kind of bullshit as of now. He's saying that. So part of it is like, is he going to change, right? Is he going to do the work and grow or he's he's just trying to survive his political career? So we're going to see the, the difference to me is you taught me. Can I, can I bring it back to you? You taught me this yeah. in marketing. I'm going to use the example. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. The difference between Pettit and Clements was Pettit came out and said, you know what? I did it. It was a mistake. It was the heat of the moment. And I'm going to do the work, get better. He's still a beloved Yankee. Clemens said, this is bullshit. And you guys are false. I earned everything that I got, et cetera, et cetera. He still hasn't been let back into Yankee stadium. So I think the difference is there is, First and foremost, criminal that's out the door. Second, when you become um, a predator in the, in these situations, right? Men always have the power and they could um, prey on women who are trying to climb the ladder, which is what, what what's kind of happening now, right? So I think when you get those two elements out of that, those are, to me, there's zero um, space. There's zero tolerance for stuff like that. When you feel like you generally messed up, um, and you could do the work to get better. I think we could have space. And right now it's all muddy. So we're kind of figuring all that out. I think eventually we'll, we'll start to have space for people to grow and learn from their mistakes. Speaking of space and learning to grow from the mistakes. I was, I was thinking uh, of Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> it, 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 it seems like the entire royal family has got mistakes to grow from. Uh, here's a funny story, just so you know. My 86-year-old dad on Monday morning who we didn't think he was paying attention because dad, he had nightmares about Megan and, 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 and Harry, and he was evidently defending them. And I looked at, I didn't even realize that he was, he, he was moved enough by yeah. 86 year old dad was having nightmares that he, he had to go out there and protect Megan and Harry. Oprah will do that. What, what, what was your reaction to, to the interview? I, I, I didn't watch it. I just followed it online. I knew it had legs because Oprah Oprah has that way of, of making things have legs, if that makes sense. She, or she's been, her reaction, there's a reason that there's a camera on her. You know what I mean? We, we, don't, we don't see the camera on Diane Sawyer as much. No disrespect, but I'm just saying Oprah's good at what she does, right? Oh, but don't, no, to be fair, they both have two camera shoots. It's just that Diane Sawyer is not given that second camera. She's not given that second doing in that way. You know what I mean? Um, look, I, I don't know much about the royal family. I'll just admit it. Um, I don't know how it works because the queen, is, like I see the memes about the queen never dying and she's going to live forever. So it's like pointless. But um, look, good for Harry and good for Meghan to tell their truth and tell their truth on a, on a place that could help people. Right. And, um, Kudos to Tyler Perry for stepping in. I, I still don't know uh, the. <laughs> I was picking up the story from internet. <laughs> Here's what I will say, though. Here's what I will say. I just love the random kudos that's to Tyler Perry. How to... <laughs> but that's how it came to me, so that's how I'm gonna give it back. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it completely off subject. Did you ever see um, the um, the Dave Chappelle's? Uh, Stand up when he's at with the uh, with the first time he hosted Saturday Night Live when Trump got elected. And he was talking about this great party that had at the White House, and it was all these black people yeah, and yeah. just Bradley Cooper. And Bradley Cooper was there. Well, the funny thing is when I watched it, Bradley Cooper was there. Yeah, yeah. 
I thought that the I thought that the introduction of Tyler Perry was like the Bradley Cooper at the White House yeah, type yeah. thing. I just it was like, how it's did so he random, get involved? Yeah. <laughs> so um, but look, I will say that 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 I saw Barbados. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Queen is the head of state of Barbados. There's a I'm not sure all of the different countries yeah. in the Commonwealth, but or, or the Kingdom. But yes, there's a. There's a, but it's funny because they have also some type of autonomous autonomy because I think one country was saying as a result of this, they want to be disassociated. That, with I think that was Barbados kingdom. who wanted to remove her from the head of state or something like this. If it's not Barbados, I forgot. But um, look, it's not the time. That's all I'm going to say. It is 2021 and the reckoning is coming for all of this, this past um, um, history of this problematic behavior. Um, especially when you're still doing it in 2021. So, look, is the the royal family going to get canceled? I have no idea how the politics works over there, but um, we 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 got one of theirs. So Harry's we're claiming Harry now. So you could you could have Pierce back. And we'll claim Harry for now. Yeah, yeah, we, that was the best part about it is that we ended Pierce Morgan's career. <laughs> and, and 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 what's funny is you you've seen that there's evidently. He went out and we just had this conversation had coffee with her or something. Growing from our mistakes, she, and it's like, no, nah, right. we want to end Pierce Morgan's career. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people who just crossed that line. Yeah. But 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 you saw that like evidently she ghosted him, they had coffee or something, and and, and, and he's, he's he, I'm sorry. Right, he's you, he's almost like a lover scorned. It, it, he's it, obsessed it's, with it's, her, clearly. I saw the clips later. They put together like a montage. He's clearly obsessed with her. But look, she met you for drinks and then she didn't call you. That's not being ghosted. I'm sorry, Pierce. That's just being, you were just rejected. You need to get over it. <laughs> you lie. And the thing is, here's what I've always said. Um, you, do you really want to be bitter about losing to a prince? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be different. Be different if you if you lost out to just some dude, you know, who had a regular job, who who wasn't as good looking as you and made no money and had no stature. But you know, I've always I, I used to joke, and I, I I'm glad it never came back to haunt me. But I would always say, back in the day, if I was dating a woman and Michael Jordan hit on her, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, right. You got no shot. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, remind me to tell you, Pierce is married though. Right, right. He was it's not even time. like a thing. I will have to say about the time I was in Vegas and I met this one model and we were texting back and forth and I stopped hearing from her. And then like two months later, I was watching a P. Diddy video and she was <laughs> in it. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> That's ghosting. That is ghosting. I'll have to tell the story offline. I still remember her name. It was really, it was, it was, it was. But she it, was, it was in a P. Diddy video, so. I, 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 you understand how bad because I thought she was the one that video hurt me. She was doing her little, she was, doing, you know, she was, a, she was a model and she was in a swimsuit in the video. Oh, and God, I, I know you know what happens at those music video sets, so maybe she won't yeah. be the one. <laughs> I'll, I'll send, I'll send you the video and show you which one it was, and you'll just gonna laugh. But um, you know, uh, there's, there's, you know, we've got to wind it down, but I will say that. Our junior senator from Illinois made a statement this this week on uh, Twitter. Uh, Tammy Duckworth, the yeah. fighting Tammy Duckworth, basically uh, dragged Tucker Carlson for filth, and she used salty language to do it. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, Tammy also went at who did she go at last last year with the? Um, she went at somebody else last year during uh, the whole they were going at women in the military. Here's can I say something about Tucker? I've been thinking about Tucker a lot, which is the problem. But Tucker is the equivalent of like Stephen Colbert to me. I think he's fully just a character at this point. I don't think he even cares about what he says. I just think he's looking for shock and awe, and he's going to go after shock and awe every single time. I think about that, about Hannity and Tucker and all those guys. Um, they are just a character. I don't think Tucker I think when Tucker goes home, he's a completely different person. I truly, truly believe that. I did have fun going watching old videos with John Stewart ripping him apart on his own show. <laughs> I did enjoy that part of it when he was wearing the bow tie and everything. Um, we we have to good for Tammy because Tucker Tucker is just compared to Tammy, he's a complete loser. I think one of the things, and it's 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 kind of what's going to be the Republican problem, 
is that they have gone so far over the top in a certain direction yeah. that it will be easy to beat them up. It's a damaged brand. And, of course, you know, technically Tucker's not a Republican elected official. That is their base. Yeah. That is the media platforms that they utilize. And every time they get more whack-jabby and everything else, their audiences shrink. Yeah. And it makes it... You know, Tammy, I expect her to... First of all, I don't know who's going to be her challenger. Uh, because, But I think she has a strong advantage because you and I both know that what you would need to do in Illinois to win a Republican primary will also be a huge liability for you in yeah. a general election. Yeah. And that's where, first and foremost, I think uh, our junior senator's doing a great job. I think our governor's doing a great job. And I think that even against strong, stiff competition, they will win. Yeah. But I also just think that their competition, uh, doing what it needs to do to win a Republican primary, is going to come into any contest with them very weak. We should not take them lightly. We should go ahead and go balls to the wall and do everything we can to make sure that they're victorious. But uh, Tammy came out fighting. And, and it was funny because... Uh, as you know, I control a few accounts, one of which is for a very high-profile person. And I was I was torn. I was conflicted. I didn't know, do I signal boost it? Do I quote tweet it? Because, you know, you got, you got, but that also say, if a U.S. senator can use that language in a tweet, yeah, uh, then I can. But it, it, it was fun. It was, uh, yeah, I, I'm proud of her. The interesting about your point on Republicans in Illinois is, the like, enemy target one for Trump is, is, is a, Congressman uh, Adam Kinzinger, who voted for impeachment and who is trying to bring the Republican base back to kind of normalcy, whatever that is. Um, so I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he's going to go after or whatever the situation may be, but I will say that um, he's the type of Republican that can work in Illinois and across the board. But I think the party's pushed so far right that he becomes too, he becomes like a Democrat to them. So it's going to be interesting to see the dynamics of that shake up in 2022. So we're, we're running long, so I think it's time to wind up. So this is John signing this off. Body signing off. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you next week. Peace.